Here they come! Welcome to episode 5 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Ian Marchant to discuss the opening of the Martian spaceship from Quatermass and the Pit, from both the BBC TV original of 1958 and the 1967 Hammer Films production. You and me are going to talk about... Hello Ian. Hello, Eric. Hello, Ian. Thanks for coming along today. I definitely wanted you on this one because I already know that you're a fan of Quatermass. Um, I so, indeed. Yes. Yeah, well, good to hear. So my first question for you is, we're talking about both the TV version and the film version. When did you see each version first? Um, I, I remember the Quatermass films uh, as a child. Uh, I can remember Quatermass Experiment, the first time I uh, came across that, I heard it. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it because I was too scared to watch the telly. Right. So I, I, I turned my back, and I was laid on the sofa, and it was quite late at night, and I turned my back and listened to it, and it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> it was the scariest thing. And then when I finally saw it, it was like, oh, it's not that scary. Um, but yeah, so from a very early age, uh, my, my father was very much into um, science fiction. Uh, so, so whenever there was a science fiction film on, or a monster film, anything like that, it was always on. I, my, my parents were never sort of, oh, that's below you, that's not, you should be watching intelligent stuff. It was, uh, it was always, there's a science fiction film on, switch it on. So I remember the Quatermass films. I remember, uh, Quatermass in the Pit always being thought of as the best of the three Quatermass mm-hmm. film versions. Um, I, I I don't really go along with that. I love, and I know it's a, a view that not many people hold, I love Brian Don Levy's version of Quatermass. Really? Yep. Yeah, I, I won't go yeah. along with that. No, no, I, I'm sure if you were in the same room as me, you'd be punching me now. <laughs> but uh, I, I absolutely love him. I think uh, he's a very underrated actor, um, but... I just, I just love it. I, I think there's something about his Quatermass. I believe this man could single-handedly get a spaceship launched, you know, by bullying people to do it. Um, I, I do, I do really enjoy um, the uh, Quatermass and Pitt version of Quatermass, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Keir, uh, who, who is by far the more accurate version yeah. than Brian Dunlevy ever was uh, and less wiggy um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah so, so quite a lot of I, I couldn't tell you when I first watched the film I can tell you when I first watched the TV version because that would have been when it was released on VHS right. by the BBC um, which I seem to remember as, something, as, a, as a shock release is one of those things that, that uh, I, I can't remember, and again, my, I, I should have researched this, but my, I can't remember whether they showed an episode of it for some sort of retrospective, and it was very well received, so the BBC thought, ka-ching, mm-hmm. 
mm. and released it on VHS as a compilation. Do you remember that one, the compilation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would have been the first time I saw that. And then, of course, uh, much, much later on, the BBC released the what, what was left of the Quake Mass Experiment and Quake Mass 2 on DVD on a beautiful box set, absolutely beautiful box set. Um, so that, that would have been when I saw the TV. So I was much more familiar with the film versions than the TV versions. Hmm. I, I, I'm along the same lines as you. Um, I saw, of course, the Hammer version, the film version yeah. first. And I don't know if this is me just misremembering because it's so long ago, but I seem, I don't know, I've, I've got this strange memory of, it's either this or it's one, no, no, it is this, it is this. I, I saw it at a friend's house sometime in the 70s who right. lived in the village next door and watching it, enjoying it, but then I had to walk home, and it was about two (laughs) miles down country, unlit country lanes, and then across two fields, and just, you you know, just being petrified, because every, um, you know, gust of wind that made the branches of the trees move, um, it just freaked me out. So whenever I watch the film version, I always think of the, you know, the mini-me version just being yeah. very very uh, terrified yeah being terrified not so much by the film um but, but more afterwards when your imagination yeah, starts playing that is an in, that's an interesting point because i i've always maintained with quake mass in the pit it's it's terrifying in its implications hmm. the film is not when you, you you watch it now the film is not that scary saying that that's true of most hammers um <laughs> but but the implications behind it are terrifying. Uh, but cer- certain bits of it do stick out. I, I remember my going into London very, very, very young and travelling on the tube, which is always scary, thanks to Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> bloody yetis. Uh, but, uh, and seeing a crane, a big crane for the first time. Right. And it scared the, the, the yeah. hell out of me. Because I thought, oh, the devil's going to be there. The yeah. devil's going to be there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's certain, I mean, the film version, there's images in it that, that haunt you for the rest of your life, I think. If you you're know. at that age, yeah, that definitely. Age, yeah, yeah, yeah that, they go in, don't they? They do. They, they feed yeah. into your psyche. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think Nigel O'Neill had a, a, a knack for writing things that, that fed directly into your, your, some part of your brain that, that was almost primal. Yeah. It, 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 very good, very good writer. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, and l- like you as well, um, I didn't see the TV version until much later, of course. Um, yeah. I, ne- I never saw the VHS. I never saw it on video. I, I saw the box set that you're talking about, and right. I, I, I had a, like a Quatermass two weeks where I just like, you know, just um, um, de- devoured this thing. And every one of those uh, serials, they are unsettling, aren't they? There is just something they, about them. They are. I, I, it's difficult to judge quite a mass experiment because obviously only two episodes exist and mm. they, they're really, really poorly uh, ch- uh, converted onto film. Mm. Um, and Quatermass 2 is, is the most different to the film version, I think. Hmm. It's, there's so much more in the in the TV version of Quatermass 2 than the film. Having said that, I prefer the film version of, of Quatermass 2 to the TV version. Mm-hmm. Um, but Quatermass and the Pit, once you see the TV version, uh, that by far became my favourite version. 
uh, of perhaps all of the. I, th- I think it's almost the near perfect uh, television series. Yeah, and and what I love about you, you know the TV version of Quaidus Mass in the Pit, it, it has a luxury that the film version does not have in, in yeah. that it can take its time. How many episodes was it? Was it six? Six, I think. Yeah, six and, episodes, and so over those, minutes. yeah, so over those six, the tension builds and the menace builds, and as you say, yeah. Nigel Neal was a master at uh, conveying you know deep underlying you know human fears. And yeah. there is just such a building sense of dread, so that when yeah. you, you know the the spaceship is opened, um, it's so effective. Even now, you know, I, I found it far. It was a, it was a revelation almost because I, I'd read about it and about how you know people tuned in you know every week to watch it, um, and I, I I wasn't expecting to be as affected by it as I was. No, it's it it's a it's an amazing serial, and also when you couple it with when it was made, what what was what its contemporaries were, it's so ahead of its time. Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's almost a blueprint for uh, early seventies Doctor Who. Mm. You know, Pertwee Who, yeah, uh, yeah, especially yeah. his first season, um, and it influences so many things. And it 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 worries me that they keep saying they're going to remake it. I do not want them to remake it. No, no. Well, we had that. We had the audio version, oh, didn't we, on Radio yes. Four? Was it David yeah. Tennant was involved in it or something? There, there was a there was a live action version of, right. of of Quatermass Experiment uh, with David Tennant in, not as Quatermass, uh, and it was it was bloody awful. Mm. It was. There's a reason we don't do live programs anymore, and that, yeah. that sort of showed it. Uh, it descends to a man with a spotlight on his face. Yeah bemoaning the fact that their special effects are not working. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not well done. So, so while it uses the same script, more or less, they updated a few bits in it. So it's Nigel Neal's words, but it's done in such a ham-fisted way that it, you're, you're only, you come out of it with boredom rather than anything else. So yeah. I would hate to see them do the same to uh, Quatermass and the Pit, and especially the fact that they keep saying that it's going to be remade as an American film. Mm. Now, uh, you know, pe- people bash on the Americans a lot, but but this would be a case where I don't think they would get it. Mm. I think it would become an action film. Quatermass would be swinging off that chain at the end, kicking the devil in the face. Um, and it, how can you do that? I mean, a, a lot of the plot of this, uh, of this story is that over literally centuries... The same occurrence has been happening in the same area whenever there's been disruption yeah. of the Earth. So if it's well, been they, going they, on for a thousand years, that can't translate to well, modern they, they, in America. In America, of course, they would have to change it. So it happened uh, repeatedly over the last 20 years, and they yeah. would think that would be a long time. Um, no, they, they, they couldn't do it. They would, they would, they would ruin it. The only, I think, and even now, I think the only director that might have had a chance was John Carpenter. And I yeah. know he wanted to do a version of it. He's, I mean, he's a big Quatermass fan. Well, we're um, back to Halloween yeah. 3 there, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Martin Quatermass, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so I think he, he could possibly have done it. Hmm. But uh, don't do it. We've, we've got an absolutely perfect television version. Mm-hmm. We've got an absolutely fine film version. Mm-hmm. Leave it at that. If you want to watch a film version, go and watch the Hammer version. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- you know... Totally agree. Don't, don't be updating it. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So, having got all that out of the way, um, let's go. As I say, this is a bit of a um, different uh, 
episode to usual in that we're actually talking about two sequences um, at the same time. We're talking about the TV version and then we're talking about the film version. So let's go ahead and talk about the TV version first. Here's a clip. Right, there's a hatch cover. Keep going. Right. Oh, what a mistake. Good work, Sergeant. All right, keep going. Oh, damn it! They're dead. They've been dead for a long time. Uh, the sequence starts where the people in the spaceship, they notice a hole, uh, which they realise has been melted rather than drilled. Yes. Yes, it's you watch you watch that clip back, and I I, I I'm very familiar with the Quatermass and Pit TV show, but I haven't watched it in a while. And every time you watch a clip, you realise just how good it is. Mm. It's ah, oh, just it's it it does something to me. It's very strange. Um, a good clip though, a really good clip, and it's going to be interesting to compare just one clip mm. with its matching clip in the film. Because you sort of think of them as a whole, uh, or at least I do when I compare them. Um, but it's it's so well acted. The BBC at that time seemed to just attract really good, talented people as actors. Um, I, I the 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 TV version of uh, Doctor Rooney, uh, Seth Linder. Yeah. Such a good actor. He, I mean, he he's almost the central character. It's almost like quite a mass. Is is sidelined by this amazing character that he's not in the film, but in the TV show is, uh, and it's just it's it's class, it's yeah. class, I, it's just amazing. And and uh, another thing about this, you know, watching it again is um, it's not played as science fiction. It's played almost as if it. Sorry to uh, any of our um, you, know, you know listeners outside the UK, but it it it, it plays almost like something from Coronation Street. It's yeah. almost just like a, a, a kitchen, as they call it, a kitchen sink drama. There's no flashiness. There's no, you know, oh, this is science fiction. It, it, it's, it's very matter of fact, isn't it? It's, and it, that increases its believability factor by, uh, you know, a hundredfold. It's, it's filmed as you would film a play, you know, or like a play for, for today, something like that. It's yeah. filmed totally seriously with 
with quality actors. No one, no one is doing that. It's a monster or it's a sci-fi film yeah. overacting, yeah. Uh, which if it would have been made in the mid seventies, I, I think it would have been different. Mm. I think it would have been different. I think it would have been because of course, I, I, we can't we can't say this introduced science fiction, but it certainly introduced science fiction to television. Yes. I mean, there was a, there were some programs before it, uh, and there were certainly radio shows uh, like the Pathfinder series and that. that but they they were very much um, fantasy, almost sci-fi schlock. Yes, yeah. You know, it's men going to Mars. Um, whereas this, as you said, this is filmed. It's it's almost like you would be watching an episode of The Bill or something, and they find the the you know the capsule that while going is it's 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 so straight it could be a different drama show. Yeah, there you, you go. I mean, that's it, yeah. exactly the word straight. It's it's just filmed yeah. straight. So when you yeah. do get the the science fiction elements and the the horror elements come in, they're that much more jarring they're that much more believable because you've been you've been watching a believable series all the way through and then suddenly something rather you know uh horrific starts and 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 you feel it don't you yeah it's and also a lot of it is you don't see a lot i mean in this this particular clip you do you finally see something but you don't see a lot as far as they couldn't really do you know what we would term as special effects, you know, things like that then. But but you don't see, like, everything's done as if someone's telling you, like when, the, uh, in, not in this clip, but obviously in earlier in an episode, one of the previous episodes, where the, the policeman is describing his experiences as a child. Yeah. And it's it's it has an intimacy that, like, you're talking to someone in front of you. Yeah. Now, if, you, if, if they made that now, you would have a flashback. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, a diddly 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 wibbly screen, <laughs> and it would flash back to something from Ghostbusters. You're, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what they would do. Um, but the fact that it's just a man talking to another man, yeah, your imagination so well, yeah. actually does all yeah. the work for you. And and this happens in the in the next part of this sequence where uh, Quatermass he, he looks through the hole with some sort of yeah. like telescope thing and, and, and he reacts and he pulls back and he goes and they say well, what did you see and he thinks he sees an eye yeah oh that's I got, I got I got the hairs on my neck just went up yeah when you, just you saying that because yeah. it's such a it's such a powerful sequence and it's just a you know a man in a, a tweed jacket yeah. looking through a you know, uh, yeah, it's it, and there's no music in in this part. No. There's no music at all. It's not telegraphed at all. Yeah. Um, you, you know, we, well, that, yeah, that's that's sort of that. That's where the the method of filming would have been beneficial for that because obviously, um, when when they film and uh, early Doctor Who's were the same, the music would have been pumped in live into the studio and it's recorded via the mics in the studio is not laid down afterwards so they wouldn't have wanted music over dramatic bits because it's gonna put the actors off um but it helps it it helps it yeah now again you would go you'd have all music to try because because people think that music is the be all and end all of setting a scene these days a a modern horror film is all uh music stings and that's that's frightening now is it that's no that's not (laughs) That's just loud music. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, showing our age again. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but 
I think, and again, because Nigel O'Neill is such a, a, a great descriptive and dialogue writer, the dialogue sparkles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel, because what, what, what year was this, 50, 59? Uh, no, it was 58. It was filmed in 58. 58. came out in 58, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, I, think, I, d- I think you could show this to children today, and I think if they gave it a chance, it would, it would still latch on to them. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think so. Okay. Right, you well, force your kids to watch it. <laughs> no, they so, have. Yeah. Uh, my have they, my son they? has, and he was, yeah, he, he, he was reaching... Do you like it? Yeah. In, in yeah, our household, there's no hiding behind the settees. Uh, it's something I learned from their mother. If they uh, start getting a bit nervous, it's uh, get the cushion and start... Yeah. And if it gets really scary, start pulling it up towards your face. Okay, that's the that, that that's the measure of how scary a scene is is how high the cushion goes up towards the eye. <laughs> so is it, was this like a, a, a an eye level cushion event? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. And it was all, almost for me as well, and I knew yeah. what was coming. Anyway, they they try to open the hatch and and we go outside and and we get a good look at the ship which we haven't seen so far in this sequence. Um, and I think we should talk about this ship. Um, um, for a little while it's a great design it, I, I don't know looking at it as, uh, as um, you, you know a model maker I look at it and it's it, to me it looks almost it's not but it, it looks almost like it's a shampoo bottle with elliptical domes all the way see that's, that's that's the mind wheel in you that's when you wander around Poundland and see things yeah. and go ooh <laughs> oh that's ooh. a quite yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine I mean again it's because there's so little really behind the scenes stuff on these things mm. um, that I imagine I imagine the design was a compromise between what they probably would have wanted and what they could build. Yeah. So I think it's it's simplicity is the fact that it had to be built. Uh, they had to build different parts of it because uh, as each episode went on, each episode was set at a slightly lower level in the pit. Yes. Uh, and, but it was always the, obviously the studio floor, so they had to build, you know, a, a top section and then a top section with a next section right up until you get the, the fully uh, undisclosed spaceship. So it wasn't just a case that they had to build one; they would have had to build multiple parts of this ship. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I love it as a design. It's it's strange. I I always think because. Obviously, the, they, they mention in it that the control vanes have, have melted away, that sort of thing. So I imagine it would have looked different mm. as, a, as a ship when it was pristine. Um, but I, I do like it. It's a little bit Dalek-y. Yeah, yeah. We're, it's a, we're, it's a Dalek that's fell over. Uh, yeah. The domes there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, it's, I wonder if it was perhaps, a, you know, an influence or subconscious influence. Could be. Could be. Um, I mean, this is a good few years before Doctor Who yeah. So, you know. But I think we, we can safely say that probably every British person that worked on Doctor Who probably watched this. Yeah. This was a, this was a massively watched it's hugely uh, TV event. Yes, yeah. So, but but it's, it, I do like it as a design. I always keep meaning to make a little diorama of it, but yeah. I never get around to it. Well, I, I was coming to that because as a fellow model maker, I've got a question for you, which is, it's a, it's a black and white show, but looking at that spaceship, what what do you think the colour was? That's uh, that is a good point. I always picture it as 
as sort of a, a creamy off white because that's what it looks like. Yeah, in, because in it, it's not yeah. reflective, so it can't be metallic. No, it, now, it's interesting. Just the, yeah, in in um, the, obviously the, the the clip we'll be watching in uh, a minute, the the film version. There, theirs is a sort of deepy red mm. color. So was this a red color? I don't, I don't think I've ever read anything. It's too light. If if if, if, if it was anywhere near red, so with a pink, it, it, I was going to say it will be pink. If it's that light and a red hue, it will be pink. But the, the, re- the reason I thought that was um, the 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 goon the goons did a a, a, a pastiche of Quatermass in the Pit, the TV version, yeah. and in that the the ship is a red thing but it turns out to be a, a, an old underground train so it could be that that's why they went red but i always thought is is it that everything sort of alludes to red but you're, i think you're right that that it looks too light yeah. to be red yeah i think you're right it's is a white or a cream or a gray yeah you know yeah i don't think it's metallic i don't think it's silver no no no, no. i i i always think of it it looks it's not quite but it looks like it might be bone that sort of color which is true yeah but yeah yeah Yeah. bone might be okay okay all right well we cut back in inside the ship and well hey we got michael ripper (sighs) in there considering the remake was you know (laughs) and he's not in that it seems strange to see michael ripper in the original you know yeah because because you get the feeling he lived Hammer Bray Studios <laughs> in one of the back rooms. <laughs> they kept him in a cage and fed him occasionally. Yeah. Um, what a lovely actor he was. Uh, I, I met him at a film him. fair uh, in Watford going back, oh God, God knows how many years. And he was just, just such a lovely fella. So so laid back about all he'd done. Yeah. yeah. It was um, really nice. He was right. a nice. Yeah, yeah. He, he needs more recognition than he gets. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, the, the, the hatch opens in the ship, but it happens off screen. Um, yes. Um, and um, you've got Quatermass, he peers in, and that's when the music starts. That's when they start telegraphing that something's going to happen, because the, mil- the music starts building from there, doesn't it? It does. And what good music? Oh, brilliant music. And, and weirdly, um, as far as I'm aware, stock music. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because they they use they use it in a couple of the Doctor Who's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, but it fits so well, and, yeah. and that it, and whether I've just watched it too many times, but that music is so <laughs> evocative. I've only got here a couple of bars of it, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. down the spine. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's a it's a really really strong sequence. Yeah. I can see why they picked because uh, I think it was this episode they picked to show for the um, the celebration. Right, uh, a few years back, right. uh, and I, I thought it was weird that they only played one episode, but that's the BBC for you. But they picked this episode, and it's like, yeah, I, I can yeah, see that. You with that, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and then we see our first Martian, um, um, and uh, what a great Martian! Brilliant, yeah, brilliant, yeah. Um, just, just impressive design and brilliantly made. The and again, it's sort of getting ahead of ourselves with the, the film version. The the Martian effects in the TV show are so much better than the film version. Now, I have to I have to imagine that the film version had a bigger budget, but you never know with Hammer. <laughs> They're occasionally tight-fisted souls. Um, but I have to imagine that even with like inflation, things like that, that they had a bigger budget to make their Martians. Yeah. Uh, but these versions just just blow them out of the water uh, every step. They look good. 
they they look like they're organic. They don't look like they're just made out of old latex. Um, they and in a sequence which I think comes in a later episode when when uh, Professor Roney uh, manages to to make his only sort of sci-fi sort of uh, a trope in in the entire series where he has a a machine that converts your thoughts into videotape. That would be handy, wouldn't it? That would be a handy thing to have. We wouldn't have any, we wouldn't have any missing Doctor Who's, but they'd all be a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they show a sequence where the Martians are cleansing the hives, um, and the BBC version is amazingly better than the Hammer yeah, version, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is in colour and presumably, like I say, made with more money. It's I always think the Hammer... I mean, we're getting off topic here, but the Hammer version, when you see that scene, the way they move around, it reminds me of... Do you remember Michael Benteen's Potty Time? Yes, yes. Sorry yeah, again yeah. to anyone outside the UK, but yeah, Michael Benteen's Potty Time, the way they're bouncing up and down, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very Kermit. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kermit's arms. Yeah. Um, yeah, not not a good sequence. Whereas the BBC one is is really good. And then right at the end of it, when um, the the Martian heads start exploding, that's a little bit of a spoiler for anyone that, that wants to see that. Um, it's really well done. And you you've got to admire. I, this was this was sort of the, the the initial work, I think, of of Jack Kine and Bernard Wilkie. I, yes. I, I yes. may be wrong. I, this, I, um, I, I'm not sure, but I think this is the start of them going right. We need yes. a dedicated BBC special yeah. because the the workload was just too much yeah. for the the set. Whoever makes the sets or the the designers, yeah. so yeah, I think you're, I think that's true. That this was the this was the program that put special effects on the map at the BBC, and you can you can almost see that. They're they're using this as a show reel. Yes, yes. But there's so much quality work in it that that must have cost more than they ever would have made doing it. The BBC worked in a very strange budget way back then, but but the the amount that they would have got to make it with, I I reckon they put their own time into this, and I reckon they put a lot of their own stuff into this it's just so good well it sure it, it sure did pay off didn't it you know oh well yeah they got the the, the bbc um visual effects unit out of it yeah uh, so they which yeah. last lasted a few decades for indeed yes right so we we see the martian um the camera pans across we see more martians and then we have this classic moment that's gone down in uh, television history of the martian um uh, falling down, yes. that oh. scare moment, which we'll come to in the behind-the-sequence uh, um, things. But, yeah, that wasn't meant to happen, was it? Uh, um, no, it, it's, it's one of those serendipitous, perfect moments. Uh, because if you, it's the only jump scare, really, in the entire thing. Yeah. And I think even if it had been intended, I think we can allow them that one jump scare. Because this, this shows that... that in, if you get used to jump scares, a jump scare isn't scary. It's inherently not scary because you're waiting for them. But if you're not, that one jump scare can be beautiful. Yeah. It can it can work, and this does. And then the the you know the the, the classic line afterwards. No, that's dead. They did a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. If, 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 Amazing. If it hadn't happened, that line would have been good. But the fact that that goes down. Yeah. You know, it's almost as a reassurance to the other guys. You know, yeah. they've been dead a long time. Yeah, you know, it works brilliantly, doesn't it? It, it, it it's perfect. It's like I say, it's it, it, it almost could put you in uh, 
in belief of, of someone guiding this, <laughs> other than the director, of course. Um, it 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 works. It heightens it. Um, it's a perfect episode ending. Um, it's a perfect scene. Yeah, perfect scene. Okay, well, that's where we're going to end. That is the, as you say, that is the end of the TV version. So now we've done that. Um, let's go on to the film version. Um, and uh, here's a clip from that. Oh. So it doesn't look as if it was drilled at all. Looks more like melted. All right, Slatton, get out of here. The film sequence starts the same way as the TV does, um, with the same notice of the whole, um, almost word for word. So I'm, I'm guessing that they're working off of both, both versions are work, working off of Nigel Neal's original script. Yeah, I, and, and this does bring up um, a problem with the, the Hammer version is that I think they work too closely off of Nigel Neal's original script to the, the point where things no longer really make a lot of sense the way they're said. Mm. Um, for example, they, they, they're constantly referring to the thing in the pit. There is no pit in this film. Crate Mass and the KV excavation uh, didn't have the same ring. So I think they're... I mean, it, this, this is contradicting what I said earlier about if they remake it, they'll change it. I think the dialogue needed tweaking... Um, for example, when when they're they're washing the mud out of the uh, the ship and and they're, they're still at that point think it might be a bomb, and one of them says, I, "I've never seen a, a bomb with bumps." Yeah, this ship don't have bumps. <laughs> what, what are you feeling there, mate? Yeah, um, they make too literal, haven't they? Yes, yes, they've. It, it's strange. I mean, I I don't know whether you've ever. Uh, do, do you write at all? Eric, I'm not sure. Um, a little bit, yeah. Right. But, but um, I've done the odd comic script and things like that. Well, you, well, you'll know then that when you'll write a script or you'll write a story and then you'll come back to revise it and you'll, you'll see something and you'll go, I'll make a little change there. And then you realise that one change unravels everything and you yeah. start having to go through. So you change and, and it's like they've not done that. They've, 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 they've got the script and they've thought, we, we can do a bit better than the BBC here. We can make a lovely fiberglass spaceship. Um, we, we can set in the underground. Everyone knows the underground. And they've not thought that these little changes they've made affect other things. Yeah. And it's strange. Uh, I, I'm just... Did it no might, one bring this up? It might not be that it's strange, but it might be that it's Hammer. If you want well, somebody to actually, yes. you know, edit a script, that means paying for another person to do so. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. I mean, you know the stories about Hammer yeah. plays. It could be that it was an expense thing. We bought this script. We're going to shoot we're gonna the use script. It, yeah. and it doesn't matter if the special effects don't match what's in the script. No one's going to yeah. do this, you know. Yeah, and and I suppose that's the thing as well. It was it would have been designed to fill a cinema screen for a couple of weeks and then and forgotten about never be seen again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wa I watched the the Hammer version of the Hound of the Baskervilles the other night. Right. Uh, 
not not seen it since I was about sixteen. I remember I remember sort of hating it because it, I remember even then it was, it was like what the hell is this? And it's it's just amazing that 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 seems to be the other way. They've bought a script, they've they filmed like the first five pages and thought, oh bugger this, let's just go our own way. But in this, it, it's very strange. It's I, I would love to I would love to have a time machine of my own and go back and watch them film in some of these things. Or, or, or to the meetings where things were, were, you know, discussed. Yeah. Because yeah. when you when you watch, if you've never seen the TV version, uh, you watch the film version, you don't notice anything wrong with it. No, no. But once you've watched the TV version, and then you rewatch the film version, you start to notice. Yeah, you're where, right. Yeah, yeah. It's especially comparing these two scenes. You know, I, I yeah. watched the TV one and then watched the film yeah. one, and blimey, that is com- so jarring. It is, that's the very word. It is very jarring. The the differences in it. They've made they they've visually obviously made a lot of changes because they presumably thought that that it's going to be on the big screen. We need to to make it more impressive. Uh, but weirdly, it's not as impressive. No, and you don't, don't have that menace either. You know. No, there's no there's no build up. But they don't have the. There's time. not enough time. Yeah. 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 yeah it's what ninety minutes, eighty nine minutes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, yeah. um, they, they noticed the hole. Um, I, I noticed comparing the two, the hatch, um, the pattern on the hatch is much smaller in the Hammer version um, and less elaborate than the TV version. Yeah, again, that could be budget. Yeah. They, perhaps they hired an engraver by the hour. You know. It could be. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, everything is less impressive. Yeah. But you say, you know, it could be a budget thing, but, you know, in the TV version, um, the hatch breaks away off camera. But here, they have spent money doing a special effect, not a very good special effect, of the hatch wall yeah. breaking down. Um, and and that, that leads me to think is, where does it go? Because you never yeah. see it. So it, it, it breaks apart and it crumbles, but it doesn't actually go anywhere. Yeah, it's in in the original BBC version. Although this is a, you find out it's an organic ship. It's a, again, it's um, there's no there's no sci-fi sort of elements to it. So it, it's a hatch and it unscrews. Yes, and that's why they can unscrew it. Uh, and it's all very um, very realistic. Hmm. Uh, whereas with this, I think they thought we have to have a special effect. Yeah. Or perhaps they, they just didn't have a removable hatch. <laughs> but, so it's but cheaper to be yeah. a special effect than build a yeah. hatch could be. Because yeah. they, they would have had, unlike the BBC, Hammer would have had on-site optical uh, compilers. So they, they could have done special effects like that, the, the dissolve of Dracula. You know, much, much easier than the BBC could ever do that sort like, of thing. But like the BBC that. had had on-site capability to build things. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. So it would have been easier for them to build a real prop and have yeah. people unscrew it. Rather than um, visual effects. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, the fact that it was a, uh, it was a live teleplay. Yeah. They, you know, they, they would not have been able to do the special effects. Yeah. But it is, it is somehow less impressive, even though I can imagine probably in its day, people might have thought the other. They might have thought the other way around. Like, oh, the BBC one didn't have that. So that's great. Yeah. 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 And and also, uh, as this wall uh, breaks away all by itself, you get an awful lot of music and an awful lot of sound effects. Whereas in the original, you know, the menace was there because you didn't have music and you didn't have sound effects. So it all becomes quite, you know, flashy 
And it, it brings you out of the scene, I think, yeah. the music. It, I mean, it's very good music. Quite much it, has, it does have some nice sound effects and some nice music. Again, not quite as nice as the BBC ones, um, but it, it's, it's good stuff. But it does bring you out. You, you've, you're aware you're watching a film. Yeah, yeah. With, with the version. Yeah. yeah. And we see the Martians. There they are. Um, I think we've alluded to this in the TV. Yeah, they're, not, they're not, not black the originals. No. They, like, they look a bit goofy. Yeah, they're happy. They're happy. Yeah, they're the happy Martians. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, the um, I, I this is one area where I'm I, I'm not quite sure myself. I do like the BBC version of the the nerve endings, the the the, the stringy tendril. Yeah. yeah. I love that, but I also do quite like the crystalline. What the honeycomb sort? Yeah, the hammer. I quite like that. Yeah. So I think that that's where they've made a change. But you know what? That's 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 a, that's as good as so. Fair dues, guys. You've you, you know you've made a change there, but you've not ruined it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I I quite like that, and it, it starts to crumble, and the, the the shocks not as good. No, no, but we get the same. Um, they've been dead for a long time. Yeah. Exactly the same line. Um, this whole sequence, the film version, I think is big. You know, it's necessity. It's a film. It just seems so very very fast compared to the. Yeah. You know, because they have to be fast. You know, they have yeah. to. It's, it's a, it, yeah, it, it's it's almost like you're you're watching the BBC version on fast forward. Hmm. It's every everything is is curtailed. As you said, they've they've got less time to do it. Yeah. Um, so everything, every yeah, everything everything moves at a fair clip. But this is one time when you don't really need a film to move at a fair clip. No, no. Yeah. Especially in such a pivotal scene as this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the comparison of the two. We'll, we'll get onto the behind the scenes um, stuff and we'll go with the, the TV uh, behind the scenes first. Um, it was filmed at the BBC studios in Ealing in 1957. Um, a small model of the spaceship was made from wax and a light put inside to make it glow. Now, I love that. I love the fact that in 50s special effects, if you want something to be translucent and put a light source inside, you make it out of candle wax. I think that's absolutely brilliant. But that, but that also serves a, a secondary purpose for when it melts in one of the later episodes. Yeah, good point. So, so if you've, if you've made a model out of wax, all you've got to do is switch your fan heater on, <laughs> get your old hairdryer on it. You've got, you've, you've got a, a great ending for your show. Um, would they would they have had the capability to make it out of anything else to be translucent? That is a good point. Would, I, don't, I don't know when the BBC discovered fibreglass. No. I'm not, I'm not sure on that one. Yeah. But wh- wh- whatever it is, they, it worked very well. Yeah. Um, the full-size spacecraft um, was built in one of the water tanks at Ealing that they had there, you know, for the, yeah. any water scenes for a film. Um, apparently they were often used uh, for any film that featured cellars or craters or pits. So that's why it was used. Presumably it would have been, because it's a water studio, it would have been tall mm. and with, with, with facilities for getting high up. Yes, and um, filming yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah, which they do a lot. Yes, yeah, good point. Um, and as we've mentioned already, uh, the aliens falling down was just a happy accident. That's amazing. Yeah. That, yeah. It, that that's. I, they must be thankful that that happened. And of course, if it had been filmed 
even 10 years later, they would have had the facility to go, stop, let's go back, mm. reset it. We might not have had that. Of course, again, it was a live play. Yeah. I, I, I do like the fact that, that when you watch the, the TV version, you're, you notice things that, that tell you it's done live. So there's a few fluffs in it. Uh, I, I noticed, um, just leading up to this scene, just around there, you would see somebody just waiting for their cue, and yes. then they would turn around. <laughs> there's there's a, a classic one where the TV Breen, I forget the name of the actor, I'm sorry, but the TV Breen, and he's he's yelling at Michael Ripper to, to get rid of the, the guy that sees the ghost. And he has to say it three times <laughs> before Michael Ripper goes, oh, oh that, yeah, that's my cue, isn't it? And it, it's lovely. <laughs> and also, of course, between... Between is it episodes two and three, rather than three, where the the ship suddenly becomes perfectly clean, mm, yeah. it's covered in mud, and then the, because <laughs> they then obviously they strike all the sets and they rebuild them the following week, it's perfectly clean. It's lovely. It's like, <laughs> I, wish, I wish they'd do that to my car. <laughs> okay, well I, that's all I've got for the uh, behind the scenes for the TV uh, version, yeah. and I've got even less uh, for the right. film. It's very strange. I, I've, I've been looking. I've, um, you would think there'd be something on the Blu-ray. I've got, I've got the Blu-ray version. There's nothing. There's no behind the scenes of this sequence done at all. All I know is that it was filmed at the MGM Studios at Boreham Wood. Um, and the strange decision to set it in, a, in an underground station rather than a building site. Yeah, um, it's. I suppose the... Because the the original set in the building site, because they're repairing damaged buildings from World War II, etc. So I suppose that probably, because the film was quite late, wasn't it? Ten years later, 60 years later? Yeah, it could be that a lot of clearance happened. So so perhaps they, and and again, possibly around that time, there might have been a lot of work being done on the underground. So it could have been just a case of, So so it could be a case of, of, what could we change in this to make it a bit more relevant to today? Oh, say it in the underground. And again, but that, that sort of changes the whole sort of field for the story, which they then don't change the script for. Yeah. Um, I, I, before I saw the TV version, I loved the fact that it was set in the underground because it was familiar to me. Yeah, relatable. Was, yes, yeah. It, and I love that Hobbs End underground. Ah, brilliant. I always wanted to see if there was a real one as a kid, you know, and visit it. Um, I... I always like the ship in the film version, but you watch it now and it is it is fiberglass through yeah. and through. There's Which no, again, did it, yeah. was that new? Was that a, a new thing? I, I don't, need to research I, fiberglass. I, I find it fascinating that nobody knows what happened to that, you know, whether it was just smashed up or what. I, I imagine, yeah. I don't think it exists anymore. I think if it, if, it would, if it hadn't been smashed up, it would have appeared in something else Hammer did. Yeah, true. They would have reused it, or they would have sold it to some micro-budget studio, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it would have appeared in, in one of the, 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 you know, the, the British sci-fi films of the time, I reckon. Um, or, it, you know, it, they might have sold it to the, a TV studio. and they would, So I think it probably was just, sadly, sledgehammered to bits. I tell you what, the cynical side of me about uh, thinks about you know setting it in an underground station is, of course, in many scenes there you can see posters in the underground for other Hammer films. Yes, Plague of the Zombies and the Reptile are are advertised, so it might be a product placement by. by, by, Never know. Well, if they remade it, of course, that would be the. 
the thing now. It'd be oh, it, they, they would they would be doing an extension to a shopping mall, <laughs> and uh, they, they would be posters and shops everywhere. Um, yeah, it's, I I did like the fact it was on the underground, and and yeah. lest we lest we be too harsh on the film, I think the film ending is more is more exciting than the yeah. TV show ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You've, by the time you get to that point in the TV show, you've 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 built up such wonderful, uh, you know, you're, you're going to give these makers leeway that the ending is a is a man, a Canadian man chucking a fire grate at the camera. Yeah. Yes. You you go okay, but I buy that. Whereas the film version, I, I it's an like, outcast. You need yeah. some action yeah. payoff. I mean, it you? makes no no real sense that 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 Roney climbs up there and uses his weight to swing the cat the crane. <laughs> I'd like to see you do that. In yeah, I, you yeah. know, I think physics would win there, but but yeah, it's a much, much more impressive. And and the 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 demon that appears at the end um, is quite good in the uh, in the Hammer version. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the image that always sticks with me. Yeah, and the 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 riots, the um, when people are going mad, yeah. trying to, they're very good in the Hammer thing. Very good music. Um, yeah. So so. The, the Hammer film is is cruder than the TV show, but I, it's a different beast. I enjoy them both. Different yeah. beast. Different beast. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, shall we get into the ratings now, then? Let's do that. All right, so if if we uh, do the ratings for the TV version first, please, Ian. Okay, well, the TV version... Uh, I, I don't like to give a perfect ten, but it's it's up there. I think I think nine. Okay. I think that's I even though because it's difficult because we normally rate special effects sequences and there's there's not much in this in the way of special effects, but it's a perfect sequence. I think I, how can you how can you better it? Hammer certainly couldn't. So I think the TV version would get a nine from me. I love it. I, I'm I'm biased. I'm biased. Okay. Um, I'll take that. Um, for me, yeah, the, the the ship looks good. The sound effects are good. Uh, the Martians look great. Uh, they're all very eerie and menacing. Um, but I I put a point less than you. I put it as an eight. Okay. Um, so that gives an average of eight and a half. Excellent. Right? Okay. Right. So. Can we go on to the film? The, the film version, um, it, it, up until I saw the TV version, it would uh, I would have been more than happy with the film version. But it does it does suffer in comparison. I would say it's better than most of what Hammer was outputting at the time in in, in intelligence in the scripts and acting. Uh, I would I would go probably a, a six and a half seven for the the, the film version. Again, six it's half or seven. Ooh, I've got to have a final answer. Six and a half. Six, six and a half. half. All right. Okay. Um, assuming you allow halves. Oh no, no. You, it's yeah, your yeah. scoring system. No, no, no. That's absolutely fine. Mm, um, the, the ship looks great, especially yeah. in colour. I think that's one of the advantages the film has over the TV. I mean, you know, the TV version's black and white, so that helps with the moodiness. But yeah. with the spaceship, you know, that it does look good in colour. And, and the fact that they've set it in the underground as, rather than a pit, the underground, it does look good. It doesn't, it doesn't look too setty. 
Mm. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't look like four flats and a you know and a yeah. wall put yeah. up. Okay, um, but for me, the, the scenes were cut too fast. Mm. Okay. Uh, it just played too fast. There, there, there was no build-up. Um, the Martians are not as good as the TV version. Um, the hatch dissolving is a quite blatant yeah. special effect. <laughs> for one second, yeah. it's actually dissolving. And um, I, I think if it wasn't for the ship, um, it would be a lower rating. But I'm, I'm only going to give it a four. Four, wow. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, um, no. According to my calculator, gives uh, an average of 7.25. So it's still, you know, a couple of points and a bit more than average. Yeah. But there you go. I mean, um, so the TV version gets 8.5. The film version gets 7.25. So they're, that they're quite close together, and I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I think they're, they're as I said earlier, they're, they're different beasts, but they're both... They both do what they need to do. If if you'd have shown the TV version in its entirety in a cinema screen in the late sixties, people would walk out. Yeah, it, it would be too long for them. It would be like you say, no color. So so I think that compared to what it could have been, yeah, I think Quite Mass in the Pit the film is a very 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 good adaptation of a better original. And very, very good for Hammer. At that yes, time, yeah. they were starting to like look around for other things to do. Um, I, th- I think they did very, very well. Yes, you, lo- you look at some of their other um, films around that time, and it was just conveyor belt filmmaking. Yes. This is something different. This is, yeah. you know, the, the, this must have been a, a prestige product for them. Hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what the budget is compared to what some of the other Hammers were. Um, but it, it, it looks good. It flow, like I say, it flows a bit too fast. I, I definitely agree there. But we've got both versions to enjoy. So if you haven't got time to watch the TV one, watch the film. But then make time to watch the TV version. Right. That is a brilliant place to end. Thank, thank you for that, Ian. And thank you no for your problem. time today. I've enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully we can have you back for uh, future shows. Certainly. I'd like to uh, hear your input on uh, other effect sequences. So thank you very much, Ian. And thank thank you to everybody or anyone that might be out there. Um, Go to Facebook or Instagram. Let us know which of the two versions you prefer and any other thoughts you've got on them. Thank you very much and see you soon. Bye-bye.